session on putting out the fires in online teaching and PD and we are here um, to bring to you um, another opportunity to learn about Flipgrid and so we've had and some of you have been have attended the sessions with, with Flipgrid and we took a look at that with Anne from Flipgrid and just some ways to get thinking with that and the resources available but we all know what's really important is the voice from educator to educator and so we have the uh, amazing Carrie Ann here today um, from South Africa sharing her insights in terms of how she has been using Flipgrid um, in her classroom. So she has been um, an amazing contributor um, and, and person that's shared a ton of knowledge and wealth. And if you get involved in the Flipgrid community, you're going to start to see her name appear time and time again because she's been, been so wonderful with sharing it. So Carrie Ann, let's start off with just so people know who you are and, and what you do and all this good stuff because I'm sure a lot of the people that are in this PD or listening or watching, you know, don't always get a chance to speak with, 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 with people, you know, for us on the other side of the, of, of the pond, so to speak. So um, I'll let you uh, introduce who you are, what you teach, all that good stuff. Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, so yes, as Aaron mentioned, my name is Carrie Ann Fanimerva. Um, I have been teaching for almost 13 years now. I'm 32 years old and um, I used to be an English and history teacher until um, 2018 when I moved to my new school. And that's when I became a grade five science and technology teacher. So that's your um, 11 year olds turning 11. And then as of this year before COVID hit, I was also teaching um, my three year olds um, to 13 year olds ICT, um, STEM, um, and Minecraft, robotics, all the cool stuff. So yeah, and, and the rest is history. Yeah, so I know that you, you use a, a wealth of tools, and I know Flipgrid is one that um, you love, just because I'm always seeing your name coming through within the, the, the different chats and social media places. And so let's just start with that. As, as you've used Flipgrid, and I know you use it all the time for lots of things, why is it from, from an educator to educator, why is it such a, a, a wonderful tool for educators to consider using Well, why not use Flipgrid? I mean, it's free. <laughs> it's free. Um, it's safe. Um, you establish a grid that only students have access to, so you protect their, their identities as well. Um, you are catering for the different learning styles in your classroom as well. Um, for instance, there's children that can't really um, do, uh, they, don't, they don't fare well in written assessment. And they, they're better at verbalizing. So, I mean, for assessment, um, it, it caters to all learning styles. Um, and it's fun. I mean, who, who doesn't like playing with all the different fonts and the um, filters and things like that? And I just found that my students have been more forthcoming with their ideas. They're being more assertive. Um, and the collaboration between the students, even during remote learning. Right now, we're doing hybrid. 
So I've got uh, the schools at 85% capacity back at school, full time, Monday to Friday. And then um, the rest of them are at home learning via Microsoft Teams. So another reason why I was so drawn to um, Flipgrid was that it is a Microsoft um, partner. So I started exploring that last year and it embeds so easily and the kids just have taken to it so much. So I've just run with it <laughs> and we're having fun along the way from yep. um, national uh, well-being check-ins to assessments to um, just messing around with, um, messing around, um, just having fun with enrichment activities to do with the lesson content and it embeds into Wakelet. So very right. versatile, you can use it in, in a number of ways. Yeah, so you, so you mentioned the hybrid, and I know uh, a lot of educators are either in hybrid or they're, you know, online all the way. And so how have, how have you structured that? Because I think as, as a lot of educators, are, they're, they're, they're to a point in the school year where they're ready to start exploring some new tools. They're, they, they know what the actual issues are. I think at the beginning, everything was an issue. But now as we've kind of getting into a routine a little bit, I'm not saying it's easier, but we're kind of getting a routine. How, how are you using Flipgrid in the hybrid approach? Because I think that, that, that strategy or that structure is one for, as people are learning new tools, you know, that part isn't quite there yet. Totally. Um, I'll be honest with you, whether it was remote learning or even hybrid learning now, I think the number one thing is keep it simple. Um, the way you present the content, whether it's um, linked within the, um, the grid topic itself, when you link in your various resources, just keep it simple <laughs> and um, be very clear in what you expect from the students. And um, what's also quite cool is that in the new update of Flipgrid that the kids, it's almost like Instagram or Facebook where they can video message each other. My kids love that. So the, the children that are at home, they're having serious FOMO, you know, fear of missing out that they're not at school. And I'm able to integrate um, the children at home effortless, effortlessly with the kids at school. So it's just keeping it simple, keeping it fresh and allowing for different assessment opportunities for the students, um, especially for those that do struggle a bit with like completing a form or completing a worksheet. And I just feel that in this day and age, it's just so redundant to stick to the traditional approach of teacher being the person that's the sole, um, what's it, sole, the sole um, example or the sole person that, that gives the knowledge. Why not just pose it like I do? I say to the kids, this is what I want to know, go and find it and teach me. And it's just the amount of, oh, the amount of, growth it's just it's been so refreshing to see and despite the difficult times how close it's also brought us together do you know what i mean yeah yeah and it's it's been amazing with my 11 year olds um i can't wait to get back into robotics and all the good stuff <laughs> but in terms of our science classroom with using flipgrid we have continued to learn despite the pandemic especially in hard lockdown when we had that back in um, between March and August, July, it was really hard, but we've grown together as a, as a community and um, Flipgrid has helped us to do that.
Yeah. So you, we, we, we've talked assessment and I know, I know that's one of the things that a lot of educators are, are trying to figure out is just some different assessment techniques or strategies, especially as we think about hybrid and online. And so can you give some examples of how you've been using Flipgrid for assessment? Um, because I think it's one thing to go, yeah, I can use Flipgrid for assessment. And then you sit there and go, okay, well, actually, how do I do this? I know in, in, in the session that we had with, with Ann, you know, we talked about the video moderation and, and being able to turn that off so the kids can't see all the answers, you know, and then eventually if you needed to, you can always turn that back on and have conversation about different solutions. Yes, but exactly. what are some other things, you know, so as you're in your classroom, how are you using uh, Flipgrid for assessment? So um, I'm, I'm very big into collaborative learning. I just feel that it allows for more me meaningful learning and um, the kids can grow from it in more ways than one. So um, I like being creative and sometimes I visit the educators dashboard to see what other people have done. But my m most successful one to date was where we were learning about the life cycle of flowering plants. And I got the children to um, rap about it, funny enough. And the best content ever came through. Um, and it was during hard lockdown as well. So a lot of you saw a lot of parents and brothers and sisters getting involved to be hype men and women. And it was great. So I just basically set the topic up. Um, I had a wakelet um, collection of resources about what we had discussed during our online lesson. I linked that in, they got hold of it, no problem, and then they, they got on with it. And um, yes, needless to say, even the most quietest students had the most to say, and it was really refreshing. Um, and they're also very, very comfortable with looking at the, I, I love rubrics, I don't know why, and a lot of the time I get the students to help me design them. Um, they take ownership of the learning, and um, that's really cool. So, um, yeah, I've marked it with a rubric. Everyone knew what was going on and the best content came out and we had fun. And then once I switched the moderation off and everyone could um, give each other vibes and talk to each other about it, it was really cool. Um, so, yeah, it's just keeping it simple, keeping it fresh and just having fun because, I mean, especially in this day and age, spreading a little bit of happiness and fun and laughter is something we all need right isn't it yes yes absolutely i think it's it's something as as i think is we feel pressured to try to still figure out how to get all the learning in um yeah. we got to make sure we take a deep breath ourselves and, and and not forget yes. that you know a little bit of fun can actually go a long way um because if we're feeling the pressure and anxiety we know the students are feeling it as well they may process it different but it but they're mm -hmm. feeling the, the same kind of emotion and so you know you were also talking earlier about integrating it with Wakelet and we've actually spent some time exploring Wakelet we're actually uh, also exploring Pear Deck and we know that Flipgrid integrates into that so I'm just I'm just curious too if, if you could talk a little bit about that in terms of why that integration is helpful uh, you know did you have to teach a lot of your students of, of how that worked did they actually kind of pick it up because I think that's another struggle that a lot of teachers are facing is the balance of how much are we spending time teaching a tool versus teaching the standards that we have to get across too. Mm. I know that there's a balance as, as time is limited more than ever before. And so, yeah, I, I would love to hear some more about how you integrate Flipgrid with Wakelet as, as well, because we've been exploring those tools and in, in, in some of this online learning. 
right. So I'm a very firm believer of um, being a team between um, myself, the student, and the parents. And what led me to um, Wakelet was that it was quick and easy to set up, and it's it's very versatile. It's very versatile in in a, in a sense that I can embed anything I want in there. I've embedded Quizlet, I've I've um, embedded Kahoots in there. I've I've um, embedded my uh, Flipgrid Shorts as well, and also what I've done with the collection is that each week um, I'd love to share a collection with you. I'll do that afterwards, and maybe you can take take some screenshots for your colleagues. Yeah. But um, it's a great communicative tool where the kids have also put it on their phones or their smartphones and they use the app and they log in and I just have a running tally of each lesson. So they see me for um, science twice a week. So I've got the dates and I add the text boxes and I embed everything in there. I mean, some of them haven't even come in to fetch their textbooks. Not that I use textbooks, but there are students that like that option. So I've scanned it and I've, I've uploaded it as a PDF and it's just, I just feel that it keeps a sensical running tally of what we're up to, but also I've kicked it up a notch where I've opened up Wakelet collections with kids and we've collaborated on it. We've just finished um, uh, collaborative learning in a sense where we were learning about nuclear energy. We don't have nuclear power stations in South Africa. So um, I opened up a collection and um, I paid the kids up. Some of them were working at school, um, working with kids that were at home. And it was very easy. They picked it up just like this. They're also quite used to that um, Mrs. Van likes to play with different <laughs> things. And um, it helped that if, if the teacher's excited, it rubs off on the kids. And they are enjoying Wakelet so much that we are using Wakelet for our virtual science fair in November. If anyone's interested in um, visiting us virtually, um, I'll be happy to share the link as well. So you can see the amazing work the kids have been up to. That's awesome. In Wakelet. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, really cool. That's, that's, that is cool. And I just think it's, you know, one of the things is as we think about our learning, they don't, doesn't have to be in silos. I know we hear that a lot in education, but even when we think about yeah. these tools, they do play very well together. And so you can create some really okay. engaging interactive components with the parts that you like and, and, and all of these things. And so I also know um, another, I'm not gonna say it's a struggle, but as educators are starting to use Flipgrid and they have lots of students in their class, I'm thinking of secondary mm -hmm. educators that maybe see 80 to 150 students, you know, through all their classes. Um, how do you manage all the Flipgrid videos? Because, you know, you give an assessment, you're, maybe it's not an assessment, it's an activity, and kids are loading up all these videos. How have you found some strategies or techniques, not like in video, like overwhelming, going, oh my gosh, I have all this to watch, sure. I'm going to drown. And when it pops into your email inbox, I like to put it in my email inbox so I can tick off on a list who's there. And yeah, sometimes there's some, I don't know, maybe it's the A-type personality, I still like to keep lists. Yeah. Poor husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what I've done is that um, I've given everyone timelines um, and different start dates, and I stagger start dates and deadline dates so that I'm assessing one group at a time, if that makes sense. Um, and that also helps me keep up with everyone and it also allows the other kids to, at the end, 
um, be able to interact with each other by leaving video messages. So I also like to bring that time uh, allowance in for them as well. But I, I really do feel that keeping the task simple and maybe staggering your start times and deadlines also allows you maybe um, two days. If you stagger it every two days, it gives you some time. Because I know during this time, working from home is not cool um, because you're also battling to, to balance your family life, your own kids for that matter as well. So definitely be kind to yourself and try and stagger deadlines and start times. Definitely, that's helped me a lot. Yeah. And I think there's an, another feature in there too. And if people have been using Flipgrid, I know they already know this, but for those that are maybe new, you can also limit how long a student can record. So you can sit there and say, you know, if it's a quick response, something that isn't, you know, really in depth, you can make that 30 seconds or one minute. So um, you don't, you don't have the student that's going to go on for 10 minutes because God bless their souls. There is that kid that'll, you give them 10 minutes, they're going to use all 10 minutes. So. <laughs> So I think that's another important little tip too as, as you're working through those. Give time constraints, definitely necessary. Um, and then, I mean, if, you, if you're if using different platforms for, I don't know if you're a Google school, but in terms of a Microsoft school, um, you can link it to a Microsoft form um, assessment as well. So you can vary the different levels if needs be. Um, I've also been setting Minecraft assignments. I know people are... Um, my colleagues have thought I was a bit mad, <laughs> but uh, Minecraft also has its um, place in the classroom, let me tell you. And um, that's another thing that I'm very passionate about. And um, I've been able to do it, um, believe it or not, even with the kids stuck at home. I have a child trying to build a hydrogen generator in Minecraft. I said to her, you might know more than me. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm still yeah, it's a mediocre right now. But she's on another level. So I'm not going to cut her off there. So I've been even using Minecraft during remote learning and hybrid learning. So it's also doable. But what teachers all need to remember is that you guys need to come up with the decision of what works for you. Um, don't, don't put your fingers in too many pies. Um, choose maybe one or two or three at a push that you quite enjoy and run with it. It's just very important to also be kind to yourselves where you're not working endlessly and then also your mental well-being, especially during this time, gets jeopardized. And you can't be your best wife or your best, you know, the best wife, mom and teacher. And just, yeah, it's just, it's been hard. I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've just come out of that dark period, you know, it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think I think that's really important. So as as we are exploring these tools and we are exploring this new learning and we are trying yeah. to push the boundaries while also trying to keep our, our sanity and, and mental well being, you know, is also remembering you don't have to do all the things at once. You know, just tiny little steps and, and you know, take one little nudge and move here and then when you're ready for something else, take it on. And it doesn't have to be all right now, which I think yeah. um, we put a pressure on ourselves in education, especially the educators that I, that I know, um, yeah. put a pressure on ourselves to always try to be cutting edge. And, and sometimes oh, taking a, hey. a, a step back can make us more cutting edge than trying to find the next, next thing that, that, that's out there on the market. For sure. So that's what I have identified. I started with Flipgrid and then I moved on to, well, yeah. Well, I actually technically started with Minecraft first. Then I moved on to Flipgrid, and then I became a grid guide, the first one in South Africa that was earlier this year. 
And then um, even around that time, I started playing with Wakelet. I started playing with Wakelet in January this year, and then in March, I became an ambassador. But like I said, those three platforms are the ones that spoke to me the most. And then recently, I discovered Kahoot, and that's been like my, my new go-to, and the kids are really enjoying it. So now I've been able to extend myself to a fourth. But even if you are not techie, if you don't feel like you're tech, techie, should I say, just be kind to yourself. Start with one thing. And I would suggest Flipgrid is the easiest, the best one, the most versatile tool. And then branch yourself from there. Um, if anyone is interested in Wakelet, collaborating in Wakelet, I'm also there. I'm, I'm really happy to, to branch out and help people across the pond. Um, I can meet different teachers from around the world and collaborate. I'm not one to keep quiet because I'm always looking for opportunities to learn something new because I don't know it all. And um, that's why I'm so actively involved on social media and I follow like-minded teachers that really inspire me. So if there's people wanting to know who's the one of the, the greatest um, group to follow on Facebook, it's the Merrills, mm. uh, Kirsten, um, Kirsten and her husband. Um, they are great. You must give the Merrills a follow. And they're yeah. very responsive. Yeah. So if you are just spitballing some ideas, ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> but um, the SA postal system, let's not go there. They're a little bit slow. I'm still <laughs> waiting for my Amazon. <laughs> still cost an arm and a leg for South African rands to American dollars, but I cannot wait. It was worth it. Yeah. Can't wait for it to get. Hopefully yeah. by the time my birthday comes around, let's hope. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I know. I just it just came in the mail the other day, and I'm I can't wait to dive in. And uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this PD continues to to continue to grow and, and journey. And uh, hopefully, I can get them on. I was just I've just listened to some recent podcasts with them, and it sounds like they got They're even. Amazing, some, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Then they got some more books coming up, and just they just do so I much so much incredible stuff. So I, I cannot wait, and. Um... I'm, I'm such a Flipgrid frit, uh, freak and such a, a fan of the Merrills. I remember having four nights in a row where my, my, my youngest, she um, was about a year and a half, and we were battling with the teeth. Mm. Three nights of no sleep. But let me tell you, I waited. I, I set the alarm for 3 a.m. with the sick baby next to me, and I stayed up to watch one of their Facebook live it was like life-changing <laughs> and um, I don't know I just get so excited to learn new things and um, it has rubbed off on my students and I just hope that they continue to grow and love learning for the rest of their lives I'm hoping that I've, I've done enough on my side to to lay the foundations for that yeah. but definitely know the Merrills and reach out on um, Facebook and social media to different teachers. You never know who you'll come across and collaborate with. I collaborated with a class in Colorado. I even stayed up late to talk to her class, um, to Nikki's class. It was about 10, 10 p.m. my time. But, um, yeah, definitely reach out if you're looking for someone to collaborate with. I'm, I'm always happy to learn new things about different countries. And hopefully I come to the States one day. Hey, there it's you on go. my bucket <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, as, as, as we get to, to a close here, because I know it's, it's, it's getting late and where you are, and I know you've got lots going on um, all around you and, and family and friends and, and teaching and, and all those things, you know, Karen, this is, I think, 
you, you, you've given them a lots of, of great things to think about. Um, you know, what we're talking about integration or just starting small, uh, you know, kind of how to manage those things. And so, um, you know, as, as we kind of wrap this up here, you know, are there any final tips or ideas that you want to share? And, and secondly, if people want to reach out and uh, connect with you and, and follow your journey, all this stuff will be obviously in the show notes, but also in, on, on the PD site. But, um, you know, you are a, a great person for them to add to their network. And so I want to make sure you get a chance to share that as well. For sure. So um, I'm on Instagram as Techie Teachers ZA. And I'm also on Twitter um, as Mrs. KVDM. I am a Microsoft certified educator, but I'm also um, open to any Apple teachers. I'm actually learning about the Apple iPad this, this week. Um, I've got eight hours left. Um, but yeah, um, if I could take away what I've learned in the last six six and a half, seven months. Definitely keep it simple. Remember that you are human just as much as the kids are and be flexible. If there are people that, uh, students that miss deadlines, try and be flexible because it's, it's not worth getting upset and stressing yourself out about missing a deadline. So just be flexible, be kind to yourself because we are people at the end of the day. And also remember that not only are we experiencing anxiety during this time, but families are as well. There's, there's kids have to deal with sometimes a lot more than we know. Maybe they left alone and parents work long hours um, and they're worried about maybe someone's sick. So just, just be kind to yourself, be flexible, keep it simple um, and have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? And just laugh at yeah. you <laughs> a little bit of wine now and then doesn't hurt anybody. Hey. It sure doesn't. And <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks, tell you. Yes. That's it reopened. Yeah, I'm so excited. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that's my weakness. Coffee and Starbucks. Uh, so if I'm if I'm if I'm wasting money, it's definitely on coffee. <laughs> and why not? Starbucks is like the real thing, hey? So that's my like once a month treat for myself. Hey, there you go. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Carrie, and this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for uh, finding some time to make this happen. I know, I know, the lives of educators is is, is crazy and hectic right now, and yes. so for you to squeeze out, especially with time zone difference and everything else, um, just shows the uh, the dedication you have to the craft. And we appreciate all that you've shared. And I'm sure these these educators will be reaching out and, and learning from you. So um, thank you for all that you do and share and, and, and connect, and obviously impacting the students that you have. And um, you know, we do, we just appreciate what you do and and sharing uh taking some time to share your insights with the rest of these educators thank you so much and it was lovely to meet you and i hope to meet some more educators online i'm always looking for a skype meet or a google meet um i just like affording opportunities to my my students to learn something new and different and sometimes it does help having another person's voice <laughs> echoing what i don't know what it is I don't, but it is it's magic. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much.